Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in today to my ministry, song, scripture, and my thoughts. Today is December 23rd, 2023. Today I have three song recommendations for you. I only have one artist listed with one song, which is Hark the Herald Angel Sing by Mariah Carey. And then I have two other songs, and you can just listen to them whoever you whoever your favorite singer is for oh come all ye faithful and joy to the world and also if you want to listen to a different singer for hark the herald angels sing of course more than free to do so today's message is in regards to the first advent this is the first arrival of our King, King of Kings, Jesus Christ, who leaves his kingdom to come down to be born of the Virgin Mary. And there is much scripture that I have that I may just either read or just reference. I have many markers because there's so much to cover for the first arrival, the first advent of our Lord, Jesus. There's, there's, it's not just a simple story about a baby in a manger. There, I mean, this is, there's such a broader picture. And this is the perfect time because the world celebrates Christmas and yes, they'll go to a nativity and see a baby, but they have no idea what any of this means or that that baby grew in stature, taught about himself, that he came, first of all, to be born of the Virgin Mary, to, to grow up and to teach about himself. And ultimately, his main purpose was to die for our sins, to pay our sin penalty, and that he is coming back one day. He is coming back one day. Uh, so I'm going to start by just reading some things that I jotted down, and then I'll go into scripture. And this this is just, it might not be in the correct order, but like I said, there is much to say. And this message, I hope, reaches somebody out there that will consider that Messiah has already come and was born of Mary. And is in that baby that was conceived by the Holy Spirit is the Son of God, adopted by Joseph. And they are both of the house of David. They are, they are both of the lineage of David, of the tribe of Judah. So this is, this is the relation to the Lion of Judah. So we, in our Bible study this last week, I said this isn't just a, a tiny little story that we already heard time and time again. Because, you know, every Christmas... Either people don't celebrate the birth of the Savior, or they do. Some that do don't know the meaning really behind it. 
but it's a really great opportunity to speak about the Lord Jesus Christ. So this is what I wrote down. The celestial announcement of the birth of the King of Kings. There is no other name under heaven given to mankind. If you want to turn to Acts chapter 4 verse 12, which says, Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men which we must be saved. That's just precious. Jesus is coming back one day for this, uh, so salvation can come to his people. And he is going to judge or I, I should say, to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him and to judge every man and woman on the face of the earth. And this is found in Scripture. So this is a great opportunity to teach about, yes, Jesus Christ came down from heaven to be born of a Virgin Mary, born and we see the baby in many mangers across the world. <laughs> uh, and this is a celebration of his birth, Christmas, Christmas Day. We don't know the exact date, but we do want to acknowledge that God's Son was born. So you out there that don't want to have that celebration, you're telling people, you're not doing a good job of bringing people into the kingdom. We have to celebrate. Yes, the world came up with Christmas Day as being the, the day Jesus Christ was born, but at least the world is acknowledging it. Without, They may not even realize the importance of it, but we do. So this is the time to go out. Ah, oh, what were the two brothers' names? Was it Nathaniel? Oh, I always do this and not jot down, but one of the brothers, he tells his other brother, I have found the Messiah. Come and see. <laughs> That's what, If you found Christ, Jesus Christ, tell others to come and see. Teach others. Bring others. Let people know how to find the King of Kings as well, the Prince of Peace. Because there are there's a lot of depression that goes on during Christmas time because people don't have the Prince of Peace in their lives. It's a perfect opportunity to go out and tell the world, as those shepherds did. And we're, we'll go into scripture to talk about that. So we we have to of course when when we invite jesus christ to be our lord and savior of our lives we have to be in repentance and we have to have faith in the one that came in the son of god the righteous will live by faith the glory of god 
the glory of God is in the face of Jesus. And you can find that scripture, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 6. So, I want to start in Isaiah 11, 1. So if you want to turn to Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Pause. Jesus Christ is that stem of Jesse. He is the the stump that that uh, bears much fruit he is the one that now the nation of israel has been cut down and now there's just the stump can you imagine how much israel lost and how all their hope was in that shoot that we talk about in verse one in chapter 11 of Isaiah the the branch Jesus Christ most of Israel missed it so my job today is to point people back to the scriptures in the Old Testament that's God doesn't lie Jesus Christ fulfilled all these prophecies I want to read, and I'm actually in the book of 2 Samuel. I want to go back there really quick because there was a promise made to David. Oh, I lost my marker, of course. 2 Samuel, I know it's chapter 7. He makes this promise in verse 12. When your days are fulfilled and you rest with your fathers, I will set up your seed after you, who will come from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father, and he shall be my son. So, pause. That's a prophecy fulfilled because of the tribe of Judah, which David comes from, which David is the son of Jesse, comes the promise that was made a long time ago in the Ancient of Days, that first promise to, to Eve in Genesis 3, 14 and 15. Let's go there right now. Now this is also ha, a promise to Satan. One day you are coming to an end. Praise the Lord and hallelujah. So this is the promise. She's, uh, God says, first to Satan, so the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. I want to pause right there because he's telling the serpent, all the days of his life, this is going to happen to him. And, of course, we know his end 
his ending. He gets thrown into the lake, eternal lake of fire. Verse 15, and I will put enmity between you and the woman and your and between your seed excuse me and between your seed and her seed he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel i will put and pause i will put enmity between you the serpent of old and the woman eve and between your seed the serpent of old's seed the devil and her seed eve to marry to Jesus Christ, the Son of God. It's talking here about the seed of the woman is Jesus Christ, that same Jesus that was born of the Virgin Mary. This is the promise that one day from the stump of Jesse, this is the promise, Jesus Christ, fulfills this promise. He is of the seed of the woman that crushes the, the serpent's head, crushes the serpent's head. Okay. And of course, the devil will constantly be bruising the heel of Jesus as it says here, and you shall bruise, and you shall bruise his heel. And all the people that believe in Jesus, the, the serpent is just on our heels, right? But ah, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, has defeated the serpent of old. So that promise has been fulfilled. And I kind of, ah, uh, there was something that happened to the message, and I, I believe I'm just going to, uh, I might be reading things twice. I'm not going to go back and listen to the recording to see what I've read and not read. But I want to go into just speaking a little bit about how uh, from the Garden of Eden, where the first parents sinned, against God and then that sin entered the seed of man and then we inherit that anybody that's born of the womb inherits that except Eve because her, uh, she wasn't born of the womb remember God creates her takes a rib out of Adam and creates her that way so so she doesn't have the infected seed of the man and that seed is preserved all the way to Mary who conceives a it's a virgin birth because Jesus is the Son of God but this this preserved seed from eagles all the way to Mary all the way to Mary and when we read in her story she realizes that Scripture, his word has been fulfilled. Uh, I want to, I want to make note of that, and I know that this is probably could be all over the place, and I really do apologize. I do just have a certain amount of time to to get this message through. So, God's plan 
was always from the beginning to live with his creation. That had been the plan. And and then, or I should say not with, but among his creation. He started out that way with Adam and Eve. If you want to read verse uh, 8 in chapter 3 of Genesis. He was walking in the garden. But he cast them out because of sin. And then many years later, in the book of Exodus, chapter 40, verse 34, he came to live among his people once again in the tabernacle, the tabernacle of glory. And then he leaves and then he fills the first temple that Solomon built. But because of disobedience, he left again. You can find the scripture in Ezekiel 10, verse 18. Once again, he departs and he doesn't return, not even when the second temple is built. And in between that time and uh, now this is when he, he actually dwells, whether it's the glory of God or he's walking because he walked with Abraham. He sat with Moses. I mean, he had all of this, this uh, but he didn't stay. He didn't stay and dwell. And this is the hope and the expect expectation of God living once again with his people. When he comes in his second advent, he will live again with his people after he destroys evil and he destroys this earth and then he creates the new heaven and the new earth. Then we live with him. That's when we live with him. But 2,000 years ago, plus some little bit of time, he was born of the Virgin Mary to dwell among men. At this time as well the first advent so I don't know how many years went by between the Old Testament and the New Testament between the last prophecy and when Jesus was born uh, I, I I know it I have it jotted down somewhere but I, it escapes me right now but many years passed so before the uh, the stump <laughs> the root of Jesse comes the long-awaited rescue of the Lord Jesus Christ this is why it's so important when he finally comes to be born of the Virgin Mary to dwell among men in his incarnate self dwells among men to, he does not stay a baby but this is the perfect opportunity to preach to tell people, come and see, come and see, share your faith with others about not only the first advent, but the second advent, advent. I am going to go ahead and uh, read scripture from the book of Isaiah. I will start with chapter 7 verses 14 to 16 says this I'll actually start at 13 change my note there then he said hear now O house of Israel 
Is it a small thing for you to weary men, but will you weary my God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Pause. I'm going to go ahead and just pause there. So 13 and 14. And then I'm going to go over to read Isaiah 9. Now pay attention, people, you that don't that only know the Old Testament. Note that, write it down, chapter 7, verses 13 and 14, and then go to go to chapter 9 and read uh, from from chapter 6, excuse me, chapter 9, verse 6. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his gov government and peace, there will be no end. So, chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. Pause. I, I want to give you these scriptures to also jot down. Galatians 4, 4 and 5, Luke chapter 1, verses 30 and 30 through 33, and uh, Luke chapter 2, verses 4 through 7. So jot those down. I, I wrote them down for a reason. I'm not going to read them. So these promises that were in the Old Testament, also you can find in the book of Malachi, uh, the, the final book of the Old Testament, you can read there as well. Uh, because the prophecy of uh, John the Baptist, he, he was a forerunner of Jesus. He's, he already come. It's a coming messenger. Behold, I send my messenger and he will prepare the way before me. He's talking about himself. Prepare the way before me, before God. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. Pause. Now I'm going to read 7 because it's just so important, just so you know. But who can endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and his and like launderer's soap. Pause. This is when he comes back, the second advent. Read the read read these scriptures. They're so important um, because Jesus Christ in him he fulfills these scriptures. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he, he doesn't make light of it. He tells people he's the Son of God. He tells people he's the great I Am. Because God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's why he claims to be the great I Am. Because he is God in, incarnate. Okay, so I believe that was the uh, last... Uh, scripture from Isaiah I was going to read. Let's go to, um, I do want you to jot down Zechariah chapter 2 verse 10. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and read that really quick. 
2 verse 10. I'm sorry, I didn't have a note in here. I was just going to have you jot it down, but um, the Lord has prompted me to read it. Okay. Verses 2 verse 10 says this. Sing and rejoice, O daughter of Zion, for behold, I am coming and I will dwell in your midst, says the Lord. Many nations shall be joined to the Lord in that day, and they shall come they shall become my people, and I will dwell in their in your midst. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. And the Lord will take possession of Judah as his inheritance in the Holy Land, and will again choose Jerusalem. Be silent, all flesh, before the Lord, for he is aroused from his holy habitation. Pause. The story of the three wise men is so important because they signify, they, they represent the Gentiles. They weren't Israelites. Their story is so important because those that believe in Jesus, the new covenant, the old expired, Jesus Christ ushers in a new covenant and we must believe in him and in his name and have faith in him and in his son in order to be saved. There is no other road. There is not a, a second or third way. Jesus Christ is the only way to eternal life with God. And Zechariah talks about the coming branch. If you want to read that, then the angel of the Lord admonished Joshua saying, thus says the Lord of hosts, if you will walk in my ways and if you will keep my command, then you shall also judge my house and likewise have charge of my courts. I will give you places to walk among these who stand here. Hear, O Joshua, the high priest, you and your companions who sit before you, for they are one for they are a wondrous sign. For behold, I am bringing forth my servant, the branch. Pause. The branch is Jesus Christ of Nazareth that was born of the Virgin Mary. Now let's go to her story. Let's go to the story of the birth. Go to Luke. Uh, where are my markers? I feel rushed because I only have a certain amount of time. Uh, Luke chapter 1, Christ's birth announced to Mary. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth in a, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and will be called the Son of the highest and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever 
and his kingdom there will be no end. Now from there you can you can go back and read from 2 Samuel chapter 7 when when God himself makes this promise to David. Okay, chapter, uh, verse 34. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God nothing will be impossible. Pause. Now it goes in to say that God is also that the, the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now the Holy One is God. The Holy One. He, God is the only one that is holy. All the rest of human beings are, uh, they have the sin nature. So you can go back and read that God is holy, 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 holy is the Lord God Almighty. So it says in that verse, the holy, that the holy one who is to be born will be called the Son of God. So this is God incarnate. And then it's important of the story of Elizabeth. I've said this before in past messages, especially last Christmas when I went into detail. They weren't very good quality. There was a lot of noise in the back, background noise. But I hope that um, somebody got good, good, um, could overlook that and listen to the messages themselves. Uh, Elizabeth, her, Mary's relative, it, we read in uh, earlier when uh, John the Baptist is the son of Elizabeth and Zacharias and Elizabeth she is of the tribe of Levi now remember Levi he is the brother of Moses clear back from Exodus one of the 12 tribes of Israel is Levi and she's a relative of Mary who is of the tribe of David who is of the lineage of Judah so and they're their cousins other other uh, gospels I think or other um, translations say cousin. So Mary goes on to say, Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Mary, pause. Mary says, Let it be according to your word. Now all of Israel knows the Old Testament scripture. So Mary realizes that she is the one that God, that God, when God mentions to Eve back in the ancient of days, that one day from her seed, the Son of God will be born that will crush the ancient serpent. Mary is, doesn't say it here, but she's realizing because she says, let it be done according to your word. Okay, so the last story I want to read it is found in Matthew, the wise men from the east. So I will read that uh, and uh, then finish this. This will be the end of the message. But I might have said this several times before. 
I did a deeper study last Christmas and although there was um, not the best quality as far as noise, uh, outside noise, I couldn't control that. Um, and uh, there was, it was issues with volume and things like that. But if you can overlook that and just listen to the study, uh, those, those messages back last Christmas might help you even more so than this message. Okay, so turn to Matthew chapter 2, Wise Men from the East. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. I want to pause right there because underline and all Jerusalem with him. Now, these are the same people that would know the Old Testament. So why were they troubled? Because they were waiting for the shoot of Jesse, the son of God, to be born. But they had, uh, they were so prideful. They had hearts of stone. They weren't listening. They, 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 they rejected their king. Uh, and when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. Pause. They knew where the Christ was going to be born because Herod is inquiring of Israel. Where is this Christ supposed to be born? And they said to him, so they said to him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, but you, Bethlehem, is the, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. So all Jerusalem knew this pro prophecy. So verse 7, Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child, and when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him, worship him also. When they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced and ex with exceedingly great joy. Pause. Can you imagine? That star led them all the way to where the child Jesus, the Messiah, was born. When they saw the star, they rejoiced. Not just rejoiced, but exceedingly with great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then they, divine, they, being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. Pause. So these were not Israelites. They departed back to their own country. God did not have an Israelite follow the star. 
he did not use somebody of the descendants of Israel to see the star. He uses the three wise men, the three wise men, and they represent uh, every the, the Gentiles, every, um, they're, they're of special importance to us because they are the, of the Gentile descent, those who were not born into the Jewish race, the original chosen people. Uh, sometimes it can get a little, little much to be reading about one family, the Israelites. But these wise men, they are the ones that, they're the ones that are chosen to, to see the star. They are the ones that are, uh, used. This is what happens in the moment that the Magi reaches the child. Until now, the story of the coming Messiah has been confined to Israel, the covenant people. But here, suddenly and mysteriously, three wise men, three kings, three Gentiles. They are the ones that have heard. They have also obviously read the Old Testament. They've been keeping up. They want, they're the ones that are ready for the first advent. They're the ones that are ready for his first arrival. And God knew that they, their hearts were ready. So he uses them mightily, mightily he uses them. To, to bring forth the good news. It, it, the good news is for everyone now. And so this, um, this beautiful step that Jesus incorporates at his birth for the three wise men, the three hearts of the wise men that were prepared for his first arrival. He's saying it's not confined to one group because their hearts weren't ready to receive him. They, they were part of the Jewish people that were with King Herod and they were plotting from that moment on to get rid of this man that claimed to be God. Because there was just, there's so much pride to this day. But this, um, this is uh, this star that shines so bright. It's for all mankind. Jesus is for all of us, Gentile and Jew alike. So go and preach the good word. Go and tell everybody that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. This is the perfect opportunity Gosh, I hope when I listen back to this message that I've done it justice because, oh, I want everybody to know my Lord. I want everybody to, to feel the peace that I feel because I am a new creation in Christ. I didn't even get into reading about the shepherds. <laughs> that also brought in the good news when God appears and uh, the multitude of angels. 
I, I'm going to share that in the next message of Revelation. I'll go into that little piece there because it's important. It's all important, but I'm running out of time. But listen, the first advent and the second advent, the teach of the real message of the first advent that leads to the second advent. It's not just a baby in a manger story, this historical story. The, the, the world acknowledges this, acknowledges this. So it's the perfect time to teach about him, his first advent and his second. All the glory to God. Much love to all. Until next time, bye.